Welcome to the Crimes Against Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Ricky. And I'm Jerry. Where each week we watch and discuss movies that Jerry has never seen, but really should have. And occasionally some that I've never seen, but mostly Jerry. He's a big city kid in a small town. They said he'd never win. He knew he had to. (gasps) What is he going to win? He's going to win... The lottery. Yeah. All right, now hold on. That's the slug line, but I like the tagline better. Here's the tagline. Wait, wait, wait. What's the slug line? So the slug line is like basically like a quick one or just a few sentence description of the movie. Okay. This was, and it was on the poster. Got it. But so was the tagline, and I like the tagline just a little bit better okay. because it's, it's much more concise. Hit me. Tagline. The music is on his side. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really a big music guy, but yeah. Shut up, I'm not a big music guy. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of Crimes Against Pop Culture. It's a freaky Friday, Ricky. Yes, what are you doing talking first? We're body swapping what? Uh, on this August 13th, 2021. It is indeed Friday the 13th, so it would, it would make sense that we would body swap on a Friday the 13th. Don't, you know what? what I did feel a little cooler in the, in the scalpel area. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't have as much hair up there. A little drafty today. up there. A little there. drafty. <laughs> it was like a, little, a little cold up there. I need a, I need a, a hat or a beanie. <laughs> there you go. Some sort, of, some sort of ski cap or something. Yeah, Ricky and I are switching roles for today because um, we are, in fact, watching the movie. Footloose. Footloose. This afternoon. And um, this happens to be one of those movies that I have seen a few times. And Ricky has never actually seen from beginning to end. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, you've seen some clips, but not Footloose. And I imagine it, this is the same as with other movies that I'm sure you know a lot about it. Yes. Like who's in it, yep. what it's kind of about, uh-huh. the music, yeah. et cetera. But you've never actually like sat down and I, watched the whole thing. I, I know of the movie. I know... Like you said, who's in the movie or some of the people that are in the movie. But I don't think I know the ending to this one. Unlike oh, okay. Ferris Bueller's. I've never seen Ferris Bueller's. Like we've talked about it in every other podcast that we've <laughs> ever done. And we still haven't seen it. But we will. But it's on the I, list, know the, right? yeah. And yeah, I know the ending to Ferris Bueller. I know how mm-hmm. it ends. Okay. So I sort of already know like how it ends. So you've been spoiled kind of, yeah. sort of on it. Not that, the, again, this is like with a lot of these types of movies, not that there's really that much to spoil. It's not like right. a huge, you know, detriment to to the viewing experience if you know the ending, but you know, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a no, key difference. It's no, it's no witches of Eastwick, which like, is, you really have to pay attention to, and like to, to get all of the like. You oh, know. really? Oh yeah. Is that one on the list? Because I don't think I've I'm seen that. I'm just kidding. One. It's not. It's oh. a funny movie. Oh okay. Come on, Jerry. I don't know. Never uh, seen it. I don't know. All right. So yes, uh, as mentioned, we're watching Footloose, and um, by the way, just a quick. Uh, Quick uh, PSA, if you will. Um, if you've been wondering why it's been a little while between episodes, well, first of all, we're kind of, lately we've kind of been on this once a month uh, recording an episode kind of schedule, which I'm okay with, actually. But, you know, we're, we're actually trying to get back to like a once every two weeks kind of thing, yeah. I think is our intention. Every other week. Um, but, uh, or yeah, like every other week. But um, the, we've actually had to miss a couple of weeks because your boy here caught the COVID. So I had to, you know, isolate myself for a couple of weeks. And uh, someone, he, someone caught the vid and it wasn't me. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, folks. Yes, I caught it because myself, along with a lot of other people, you know, this spring of 2021, you know, because of the vaccine and everything, things were starting to open back up. Like we were out and about, you know, we were going out and doing stuff. Uh, you know, I, 
that who knows where I caught it, but I caught it at some point, you know, just kind of going out and doing stuff. But here's the thing. I didn't have uh, a very serious case. My case was actually very, very mild. Very, um, I handled it really well, you know. I didn't have to go to the hospital hospital at all. Didn't even have to see a doctor. I just isolated, got through the symptoms, and it's it's all due to having been vaccinated. I you, truly believe that. Now. You didn't have to go to the Krankenhaus. The, the what now? You weren't you weren't uh, taken by a Kranken. Oh shit! What the fuck was? I can't remember the name of it now. Damn it! Never mind. But Krankenhaus is actually a hospital in German. Wow! I found that out from TikTok. Because well, TikTok can be very informative. Thank you, TikTok. Kranken Krankenwagen. That's what it is. That's that's the ambulance. Oh, ambulance. was that that one where um, it was three people yes. and the one in like Brazil, like Portuguese, Portuguese English, English, and, and then German. German and the, and the oh, yeah, that is a hilarious movie. video. I do like that video a lot. Um, but yeah, I think especially when it gets to that word, the way she says it she is just, and then hilarious. She, and then she can't hold it. She starts to laugh. She starts. She just busts up laughing. I think they all do. But yeah, that's a that's a good one from TikTok. Thank you, TikTok, for giving us. So much entertainment and, and information and I, I would credit the creator, but I don't know who it was. So. Ooh, look at you like, with a topical TikTok subject. Uh, as I uh, might shock you to believe I listen to other podcasts. <gasps> One of them is Business Wars, and they just talked about that very issue today about giving oops, about giving TikTok creators their, their proper they credit yeah, for they their do. Yeah. They need it. It's a big deal. And um, they just they something happened recently. I think it was a court decision or something like that where um, it's going to make it easier for them to get credit and hopefully, hopefully there was make some, some money off of it. There was some asshole who was like ripping, up all these, ripping off all these videos, like basically doing it himself, but like copying everything to a T and then not giving anyone credit for the video. See, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And I was just like, that's not right. The, the reason it came up, I guess, uh, the crux of this case was um, the, oh, what's it called? Hold on. It's a Megan Thee Stallion song. I don't think it's called Bougie. Oh, man, it, it's something. But there's, it's, it became a challenge um, on TikTok. And um, the people, probably some people listening are screaming what it is right now to their devices. But anyway, it was a Megan Thee Stallion song that was released. And a TikTok content creator slash user choreographed a dance to the song which then became a challenge, right? Went viral. And a lot of, um, it has shown up, it, because it went viral, it has shown up on a lot of um, more, or, or other types of media. For instance, the Jimmy Fallon show, there was a, a content creator, a different content creator, who went on Jimmy Fallon and was doing the song and didn't give the original choreographer of the dance the credit. So that was the crux of the, of the uh, legal action. I guess it got taken to court and uh, a decision was was made to um, to make it easier for cer certain content certain content excuse me such as choreographed dances to be copyrighted and so in the event that the, the person the creator would like to take some legal action in the future it would make it easier because they have documentation yeah. that their shit is copyrighted so that's actually pretty cool yeah I like that. yeah I, I, i'm all for it um, anyway where were we at the very beginning. At the very beginning. <laughs> we haven't even, we haven't even started. started yet. All right. So we're watching Footloose, like I said. And uh, this movie, take a guess, Ricky, when this movie was released. 84. Nicely done, sir. Shut up, really? On the money, 1984. Took a wild guess. Uh, care to I take just a pulled it out of my ass. 
that's the popping sound of Ricky pulling something out of his ass. Hey, you know what? That means it's it's toy. Yeah, it's toy. That, thank you. <laughs> Take a guess on the rating. PG thirteen. Mm, so close. Rated PG. Really. Mm-hmm. Really not much to speak of as far as like uh, questionable content or adult content. So rated PG. Um, this movie was directed by Mr. Herbert Ross. Does that name strike, strike a chord or sound familiar to you at all? Kind of sounds a little vaguely familiar. He is also known for 1969's Goodbye, Mr. Chips. <laughs> 69. 69, dude. Nice. Um, for what again? I'm sorry. For it's called Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Now I've heard of that movie, but I've never actually seen it, and I don't know much about it. Never heard of it. Just I, I know I've heard the title reference before. He's also known for 1977's The Turning Point. Again, I don't know that one, and also from 1977, The Goodbye Girl. Another one I don't know. However, he uh, lastly that I saw of note, he was known for 1989's Steel Magnolias. Ooh, I know that one. And that's one I haven't seen, that's so I don't. I don't one know. of my wife's favorites. Oh, is it? Uh, maybe a candidate for the list. I think so. Okay, cool. I think I think it, it deserves a cool. Um, the top billed cast in this film are, of course, Mr. Kevin Bacon, who everyone has six degrees of separation to. He yes. plays the character of Ren. I don't know if you knew that Ren? that was his name, Ren. <laughs> like from Ren and Stimpy. Yes, actually, the exact same spelling, R E N. You would think like maybe it would be like W-R-E-N, like the bird, but oh, no. no, it's it's R-E-N. Um, I love them. They're such a good band. <laughs> in what? the place that you No? What, what was it again? What? What was the song? Stand in the place that you live. It's a good song. Um, that is R-E-M. So oh, R-E-M. sorry. Named after rapid eye movement. When you sleep, yes, that exactly. If we had video, <laughs> if we had video capabilities, you would actually see me doing the REM. You know, I was gonna suggest that we do some, uh, uh, some, just some things for for our various social media. Maybe we could do that for a TikTok or something like, like you demonstrating REM when you're not. Even <laughs> this is what REM looks like. Look, in case you look, look at my eyes as they move rapidly. I love it. All right, moving on in the top build cast, we have Lori Singer. As Ariel. I have no idea who that is. Or Ariel. I'm not sure. I forget exactly how they pronounce it. I think it's Ariel. It. Ariel? Okay. Well, I mean, you would think it's Ariel. I think so. But uh, do, does Lori Singer uh, sound familiar or strike a chord with you? No. Okay. No, um, she, she is also known for playing the character of Julie Miller in the TV series Fame. Fame! Yes. I want to live I forever. touch your boobies. Whoa. Hey, that's not the type of fame we're looking for no? here. No. Um, so yeah, so she's known for playing Julie Miller in Fame, and obviously, like, duh, why don't you know this? She's known for playing Cassandra in 1989's Warlock. I threw that one in just to be funny, because, yeah, I don't know. What's Warlock? (laughs) I have no idea. I just thought it was funny, because I was looking through her other credits, and I'm like, there's really nothing here besides Fame that I recognize. Wait! And Footloose, obviously. Was Warlock, did it have, did it star a, a white guy? I mean, probably. <laughs> and I mean, if you're trying to get me to remember who that was, you're going to have to be a little more specific. Come on, that white guy from that movie with the he Scott had the Sigler. Hair and the nose. Oh, that's <laughs> not the bald guy. Oh, man. All okay, right. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, moving on, we have John Lithgow as Reverend Shaw Moore. Not Sean, Shaw. Shaw. Yes. Uh, and I'm sure you you know John Lithgow, of course. I think so. I think I've seen him a couple. You think so? 
You never watched uh, Third Rock from the Sun back in the day? Tall guy. Yeah. Bald. Yeah. Funny. Uh, yeah. Bald. Yeah. Um, he can be funny. He can also be very good in dramas and stuff. Played the Trinity serious. Killer on uh, Dexter. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That late. I think more recently he's most known for that. Yeah. And he came out on uh, Thirty Rock. No. Well, he might have been on Thirty Rock, but he was more known for Third Rock from the Sun. Ah, damn it! I was close. Which, which I just I, I mentioned a couple, when? few seconds ago. Right now? Yeah, just just no. Now, just a few seconds. I would have remembered. You, you weren't listening to me. Huh? Exactly. Um, he, uh, I, I love John Lithgow, especially from Third Rock. He, I, I used to be a pretty um, uh, loyal watcher of that show. And yeah, I remember he's, that show. He's so just funny. Classic. Um, moving on, we also have Diane Warwick. Uh, Ooh, no. That's, Feinstein. That would, that would be Dion. And Feinstein, I don't believe she's known for her acting. Uh, Diane, I believe it's Weist? 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 I forget how we pronounced it, that last movie we saw her yes. in. But, I mean, I would think you would recognize the name because she was in something very recent that we watched. Was she in Dirty Dancing? No. Was she in The French Connection? No. I am at a loss. At a loss. <laughs> she played um, uh, Gene Hackman's wife. In the, the, you know, obviously the character. Gene oh, Hackman's, the birdcage. The birdcage. Yes, I forgot we saw that. She was the senator's wife, um, but here she plays the more. I'm assuming she plays uh, the reverend's wife. V as in the letter V, or V as in the letter V plus two E's. Damn, mm, V as yeah, in V I E. You're close. No, yeah, you, even closer with that. V I I. V I. V-I. Just V-I? Just V-I. That's how she's credited. I'm assuming wow. technically it's short for Vivian. Or Vivica. But usually Vivians go by Viv. Or Vincent. I doubt it's Vincent. Um, and finally, nope, sorry, two more uh, notable actors. We have Chris Penn, originally credited as Christopher Penn. That is Sean Penn's brother. Correct. Who was Mr. Kaka in Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> I think he was Nice Guy Eddie. Not that guy. That was close. <laughs> but yes, he is, uh, he is pretty well known for um, Nice Guy Eddie and Reservoir Dogs. Uh, I failed to put in his character's name, but uh, we'll... we'll uh, Ralphie. Figure. I don't know. If, I don't uh, think Steve. it's Ralphie. It was Steve. Let's see. Surely goodness. Hold on. What if it... What, it maybe it was Roger. No, it was Dorian. No, it was Walter. Keep guessing while I... It my, was... Oh, here we go. Chris Penn plays Willard. Damn it. I was close. I had Wilford. What did I say? William? I think you were close with that, yeah. That's funny because Willard is actually Will Smith's first name. The Will Smith? The Will Smith. From Philadelphia? Yeah. He is born and raised? Willard Carroll Smith Jr. That's his, fro- that's his full name. Damn, and he's a junior? I mean, yeah. there's two of them out there with that name? No wonder he goes by Will Smith. Every time he comes up at quiz, I always point out, let's never forget the actual name, you Willard Carroll Smith Jr. You are a dick. That He is a national treasurer. <laughs> I agree. And needs to be respected. How is, I'm, I'm just saying his actual you name. Don't need How to is say, that not respected? He him? is an actor and he uses a stage name. You will abide by that stage name, sir. Nah, fuck Nah. <laughs> I will, from now on, we'll call him Steve. <laughs> Black Steve. You don't want to confuse him with White Steve, because White Steve's a dick. True, true. Yeah, White Steves usually are pretty dickish. And finally, our last uh, cast member of note is Miss Sarah Jessica Parker. <gasps> I won't. 
I won't do it anymore. No? I will not do it anymore. You're a changed man? I am changed. I am reformed. <laughs> I love Sarah Jessica Parker. This is she 2021, is, Ricky. She is my friend and cohort. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to go that far. We spent a weekend in Tuscany one time, and oh, we me. got to know each other. We talked it out, and I apologized for my rude comments back in the day, and she accepted that apology, and we came out, we shook hands, and went our separate ways. I will go. I will go one step further uh, with your comments. Ricky. How I'm gonna I'm gonna build a little bit on your comments. How I am going to say that I find Sarah Jessica Parker actually quite attractive now. She's very she's very she's very pretty. I mean, I, look, I'm not I'm not saying she's classically pretty, but to me, like I see her now and I'm like, all right, Sarah, okay. I I I, I will go one step further than you. Ooh, and say. That I would let her touch it, <laughs> but just touch it. That's it, because I'm a married man. <laughs> so she'd be okay and, with. And she's well, she's a celebrity, so she's okay, okay. with it. All right, okay. <laughs> she would actually allow. Wait, so is that carte blanche for any celebrity? As any celebrity said, could as touch long it as they're, as they're a celebrity. They have to be a celebrity. Sure. They can't be like. Oh, like a list celebrity. Yeah, like a list okay. celebrity. Gotcha. So, well, because at first I thought when you said a celebrity, I thought you just meant no, not any just, celebrity. A, any, a, it just has to be a celebrity. Sorry. Any celebrity, a list celebrity. Gotcha, gotcha. A-list so yeah, celebrity. so I have carte blanche. So any a celebrities out there, any list, any a listers, come on down. <laughs> I'll let you touch it. I mean, how could you resist? Right? Such a great offer. Uh, Colby Smolders, if you're listening, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Zip, zip. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's gonna happen. Oh, I'm so excited for you to get touched by Col- Colby Smolders. I'm um, excited too. All right, so let's move on to trivia, shall we? <laughs> I, I'm giving. <laughs> I was giving you the pause. I, I know. I know. But the thing is, the head movement though. You could have just started talking, Jerry. It would have been fine. I would have known where the pause was. I've been doing this for a long time. But then you wouldn't have laughed. That's true. (laughs) And we wouldn't have this extra content that I could put at the end of the episode for people to find. Oh, we really need to be a video video podcast. Um, All right. So, Footloose, according to IMDb's list of trivia, uh, Footloose is loosely based on events. <laughs> Footloose, loosely based. Get uh, it? I didn't even make it's that connection. It's loose down there in the ankle. That's, that's how <laughs> making my foot loose. Foot. <laughs> <laughs> I was remembering that earlier. That was an homage laugh. to Mr. Bean Baxter. Oh, Bean, we love you. Gene Bean Baxter from Kevin, Kevin, Bean Kevin and Bean. The old, extinct. 95, PGC. <laughs> it's just so good, so good. That is... That is probably my favorite episode of Kevin and Bean of all time. I love that episode and all those bits. All right, anyway. So um, the movie is loosely based on events that took place in the small, rural, and extremely religious farming town of Elmore City, Oklahoma, in the year 1978. Really? Yeah, good year. I didn't realize this was like based on Except for Elmore City. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Huh. Uh, So if, I mean, again, take it with a grain of salt. It's IMDb. It's user uh, user updated. But if this is to be believed, and they did say loosely based, based right, so. right. So dancing had been banned for nearly ninety years in this town. What? Until a group of high school teenagers challenged it. 
So I wonder how that went. I wonder well, if they succeeded. They I went mean, to court and were like, <laughs> went to look court. at this dance. We're free to dance. That's what I'm assuming went down in the court. <laughs> Just like that, Jerry? We're free to dance. All right. Um, the dancing feet, and this is not a spoiler. You'll see it like right off the bat. The dancing feet in, spoiler the, alert. in the opening credit sequence contained many of the cast and crew. Over 150 different pairs of feet were shot. What? And it's, it's pretty iconic. Like, once you see it, I mean, you might, you might even recognize it because you may have seen it, you know, in other, uh, in other media. Well, I recognize or the parody. Oh, that was the uh, casting director. That was That's, the gaffer. That was the, <laughs> the grip. There is, there is one pair of shoes, though, that is pretty notable. It's my, uh, the, to wrap, wrap up this note. The dancer with the gold shoes was Kenny Loggins. <gasps> The Kenny Loggins? The Kenny Loggins, yes. As opposed to any other Kenny Loggins? You don't know. You think he's the only Kenny Loggins? I mean, the, only, the, the only one of note. He's the most iconic Kenny Loggins, but is he the only? Okay, probably not. Probably not. I, and let me just, I, I'll go one step further. Oh, here we go. I've got to build upon what you guys just said. I feel sorry for any other Kenny Loggins. Right? <laughs> Damn. Like, you that, you're the, no, that's not me. That's, he's, that's the other guy. Sorry. Um, Bummer. In a 2013 interview with Howard Stern, Kevin Bacon admitted that he has tipped DJs at weddings to not play Footloose. Really? He stated that people expect him to dance the song as he did in the movie. In truth, while he did do some of the dancing, there was also a dancing double for him as well. Aww. <laughs> that sort of spoils it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the Hollywood magic right there. Just being dashed. The scenes where Chris Penn's character learned how to dance were added to the script because Penn really could not dance. <laughs> well, I mean, he's white, so... So is Kevin Bacon. He kind of danced, he said. He needed stand-ins, so... Hey, look. We'll see the movie. You tell me how much he My danced. life is completely ruined now. I thought that Kevin Bacon was a dancer. And he is a dancer. Look, you can't... You can't make your star do everything all the time, always. You yes, need to give him a that's break. That's the point. No, no, then no. why are you star? Why are you can't pay the big bucks? I bet. That's actually a good point. Bam, bam. <laughs> that's why. Why do you think that Tom Cruise gets all all the money? That's true. He's a writer, director, stunt double, St his own stunt actor. Man. He's the gaffer, the grip, the best boy, caterer, the caterer. <laughs> Cruising with Cruz, that's what it's called. And if the, uh, the news stories are to be believed, he's the uh, health and safety inspector on set. There you go, <laughs> see? <laughs> All right. Um, furthermore, they had to teach him, Chris Penn, in terms, uh, they had to teach him how to dance, in terms of what Donut. he already knew. Oh. What do you mean? I'm, tr you mean? I'm, I'm trying to see if you can guess what he already knew that they used as a way to teach him how to dance. What's, what, what do you think is the thing that he already knew so that, you know, they... they like a bass? Like he already knew... Yes, like a kind of like a... Swing dance. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with this. Oh, he was a football star. No, but you're... You play basketball. It's a... It's a well, okay. I'll, Table tennis. It's a sport in Badminton. quotes because some people consider it a sport and some don't. A golf. No. Skateboarding. A little more, little more entertainment-y than, than any of those. Wrestling. Yes. Wrestling. He was a wrestler? I don't know if he was a wrestler, but this is, it says here that that's what he knew, and that's what they used to teach him how to dance. How do you 
I didn't dig any deeper, so I don't know. Yeah, no, but I'm just trying to figure, like, how... I mm. guess some of the... No, I'm at a loss. I guess, like, maybe he knew how to, like, fake punch? Maybe... Well, I'm I'm thinking maybe it's more in terms of like footwork. So, you know, maybe like a like maybe in wrestling you have to either stand a certain way or move your feet and and you know, like take steps or something in a certain way to like slam people onto the canvas. Como, como or, Jerry? You know, like mm, move like mm, oh, I wish I wish we had mm. video for this podcast. This is why we need video. But I'm saying, like, maybe it has something to do with his stance. And no, his, that, that makes sense. The footwork. Yeah, yeah, that makes footwork. sense. That makes sense. Uh, oops. According to Kevin Bacon, his credited main dance double in the famous warehouse scene, Peter Tram, was married at the time to Maureen Jahan, who was the, who, excuse me, who was one of the famously uncredited dance doubles for Jennifer Beals in 1983's Flashdance. So the dude who who was his double in the warehouse his scene, was, he was married to one of the doubles for or for Jennifer Beals in, in Flashdance. Have you seen Flashdance? I don't think I've seen Flashdance. Mm. I think we talked about that. Did we? Okay. Well, we should. We, we may need to. We may need to visit that one too. That's another good eighties dancing movie. Um, I dug a little deeper on that note because I, I needed to find out like you it said, wanted to see how hot she was. No, no, no. Actually, I I didn't look up any pictures of her at all. Uh-huh. Um, but well, I no because it said famously uncredited, and I'd never heard that before. So I'm like, there must be a story here about her not being credited for Flashdance, right? This this dance double. Um, what I found was from a story. It was a website called DanceSpirit.com. In their article, "Our Favorite Movie Dance Doubles of All Time" from uh, February 27, 2018, Beals had not one but three doubles during filming, and infamously, none of them were credited. Jahan did most of the technical dancing, Shapiro did gymnastic stunts, and B-Boy Crazy Legs, yep, a dude, <laughs> their words, not mine, pulled off the impressive breaking moves, like breakdancing, in the famous audition scene. And um, my final note on that one was no word on who did the maniac dance. <laughs> you think Jennifer Beals? <sighs> sorry. Good Lord. I'm sorry. Am I keeping you up? <laughs> I, thought, I don't know what happened. I thought these were pretty good notes. I'm sorry I'm boring you. Uh, <laughs> I only have What the one hell was more. I going to say? Uh, about Jennifer Beals and, uh, oh, who did the maniac dance? It had to have been her, no? I mean, if they didn't credit anyone else. <sighs> who knows? Again, with, with the dashing of the yeah. Hollywood magic that we've been, that's, <laughs> we've been experiencing true. this afternoon, who knows? And my final note. I love this one. Kevin Bacon was offered the leading role for the Stephen King movie, Christine, from 1983. At the same time that he was asked to do a screen test for this movie, Footloose, the producers had to convince Bacon that turning down a sure role in Christine for a part he might not even get in Footloose was the wiser choice. Yeah, exactly. So you're pretty much guaranteed your, your leading role in Christine but yeah, screw all that. Come audition for Footloose, which eh, who we knows if you're going to get it or not. We yeah, we're not, we're not 100% sure on you. What? Um, that makes none sense. The producers told him that if he got the part for Footloose, the role would make him a star. Without any, like, I don't know how, what made them think this, right? But that's what they told him, that it would make him a star. Third, yeah? I guess it, 
Ultimately, it did. I mean, that's well, sort of... Okay, so the, hold on. So 30 seconds into the screen test, Bacon was offered the part. And then he had to fight to keep it because producer Sherry Lansing said he wasn't sexy enough to headline a youth-oriented movie like this. It took Herbert Ross, the director, weeks of pleading with her that he was sexy. <laughs> the, the male director of the movie was the one arguing with the female producer. I just I love this so much. Had to, had to convince the, the female producer of the movie that Kevin Bacon was indeed sexy enough for this movie, right? And it took various new screen tests to change her mind. But... In the end, it did work, and the rest is history. I bet you anything, she was one of the. That what she was doing was like, oh yeah, this food isn't good. You maybe you should try doing it a different way, or try it again and see how. She just kept wanting maybe just see him without a shirt or something. Just like, oh, he's not that <laughs> sexy, but oh, I, I guess we have to do the screen test again. Okay, like an actor who keeps asking for reshoots yeah. of a kissing scene or a lovemaking yeah. scene, just. <laughs> Maybe we gotta look into. Uh, he just wanted to see his bolillos. That's what it was. <laughs> I don't know. They look okay, but let me see those bolillos one more you time. You want to see a little bit more of that bacon? Yeah, <laughs> that bacon. The bacon. And that's all I have for your notes, sir. That's all you have. That's it. All right. So we're gonna go away now and watch the movie. Yes. yes that's that's we're gonna come back and, and, and do what you, and exactly what you just said. Now, are you going to keep notes or? Well, you know what? I'm not gonna hold you to that because I, ultimately, I do want you to watch the movie and enjoy it. If you happen to make any notes, great. But if not, then we'll just okay. Discuss. I think I'll, I think I'm gonna try. I'll have my laptop out and yeah. and whip up a word document so that I can take some notes. Keep some notes. Cool. So. Let's go do that, and we'll be right back. Yeah. Spoiler warning. If you have not seen the movie we're about to discuss, go ahead and pause the episode, watch the movie, then come back and hit the unpause button to listen to the rest of the show. And for those who have watched the movie, just go ahead and continue listening. And we are back. So what's up, Ricky? How, what'd, you, what'd you think? First impressions. I liked it. I liked it. It was liked a good it. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't love it. Doesn't no, sound like you I, I would say not love. Okay. I, only because, again, it's such an old movie that you've you've sort of seen all the tropes. Sure. You know, I've already seen them. Like the whole well, and you've seen them in other movies, and on top of that, you've seen them parodied in other yes, movies. Yeah, that's so. true. So, but it was a good movie. Uh, Kevin Bacon was amazing in this. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Wow. Uh, okay. Amazing. Do tell why. But he's just a good actor. I mean, I don't know if. I I almost I know his acting has changed over the years or people always no not shit. much he's no, he's just ran in all in all the movies yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding Kevin but Bacon's I, great he's yeah he's he was good in this the one the one person I didn't like and I don't know if it was her character or if it was um her acting her acting it was that whoever played Ariel in the Lori Singer yeah, yeah she just didn't do it for me I don't know that makes sense it's not it's not great I mean her character. I think leaves a lot to be desired, and you know, she, I think she, this was maybe her first movie. No, it wasn't her first movie, but I think it was her first like major movie. Uh, probably, probably what kind of you know? Maybe the first lead. Yeah, definitely something. Yeah, along that caliber where, where it was her first lead. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, she she her 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 craft probably wasn't as honed. Um, could be. As, as it could other, be other as other actors in this. I don't know, but she bugged. I know everyone else was, was 
okay. And I mean, it's it's a eighties movie. Like I, I wasn't expecting like Hamlet or anything. Right, <laughs> right. It was good. Cool. As far as like my impressions, like I actually hadn't seen this in a long, long time. Um, and I had forgotten about some of the other kind of aspects and, and factors. I'd forgotten a little bit about all the all the other factors that went into this movie and um, kind of motivations of some of the characters, some of the other uh, uh, plot lines, you know, going on. Um, it was a little bit deeper, little, just a little bit deeper than it, I, than I originally gave it credit for. I'll get into it a little bit when in my, in my notes, but it, there was a point where it got a little dark. It was like a oh yeah, like, I was like damn yeah. I didn't expect that from maybe not quite as dark as Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> Remember that yeah, one? Yeah, <laughs> didn't go that far, but I mean it could have. But the, it the way that the scene was playing, yeah. I thought I for a second that uh, for a second there I was like oh shit like something's gonna happen and it's not gonna could have crossed over into oh, PG thirteen yeah. Ricky as a maybe we rated R at that point. Woo. Yeah, but uh, but man, just the the uh, I I gotta give it up to the soundtrack, man. The soundtrack makes this movie and. I mean, really, not a bad, not a bad track in the bunch, but that's I, I still. It like. did have good music, and I was I was just telling Teresa before uh, we started recording again that I think I may may just have to go home and like rewatch it just just to give it another another lap, you know. So let's get into uh, Ricky's notes on the movie. So my notes, I wrote a ton of notes. I actually got distracted a couple times because I would be trying to. <laughs> so you got distracted a couple times. Yes, watching the movie and trying to keep notes. Uh, there were times where I wanted to take a note, and then I was like, oh, but I'm going to miss something. And so then I was like torn between the two. There were a couple of times, too, where I would kind of like, I, I knew you were taking a note, and I wanted you to finish do, you know, writing your note. But something would happen on screen that I really wanted you to see, because like, there are certain things of, uh, you know, and scenes from this movie that are kind of iconic, um, particularly... The uh, the opening, well, one of the opening scenes with the the, the two the, the pickup truck, the car, and the Mack truck yeah. on the road. That one's just that that scene always sticks in, in my sticks out in my mind, and I wanted you to see it because I think it's it's one of the key establishing scenes for the movie. But go ahead. Yeah. So let me let me go ahead and start off. First of all, Wendy, Joe, and Rusty. Wendy, Joe, and Rusty. Gotta love those southern names. <laughs> Well, and I mean, yeah, Southern, but in this case, I think it's more like Midwest. Midwesterny. Midwestern names, yeah, because it's definitely farm country, and uh, you know, you see, you see that those kinds of names too in this sort of this um, these kinds of community, these regions of the country. If yeah, you will. that's true. So, also, I, I have to give out, uh, I give to give a shout out to the boombox that's strapped to the back of the window of that truck. The sweet setup, wasn't it? Right underneath the rifle, you know. America. The gun rack? Yeah. I didn't even that? notice the gun rack. There's a gun rack on there. I was like, yeah, America. America. White America. Midwest white America in the 80s. That's Jeez. You got a lot of factors going on there. So as Jerry was talking about right now regarding that, that, the truck and the semi scene, uh, crazy white people hanging crazy. in between a truck and a car about to get smashed by a freaking semi and she's just wailing her ass off like this is the best thing she's ever done playing chicken with a mac truck yeah like that's, that's not... what she was doing and like and the thing is by doing what she was doing she was forcing the people in the other cars to participate in this stupidity yeah because what are they going to do like uh, you know the girls aren't going to drive their car off to the side to get away from the truck dude's not going to drive his truck off to the side to get away from the truck they had to stay exactly where they are or else she's going to fall and fucking get a serious case of road rash. Or 
get killed. Or get killed, exactly. Um, but yeah, that was... <laughs> oh, man, the white people in this movie. I mean, I thought Mudden was bad enough. <laughs> Mudden, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, there's a... Uh, I mean, I don't know if you talk about it later on, but, I mean, we got that. You know, the, the, the plain chicken with the Mack truck. And then the plain chicken with the tractors. Yeah, that was like... I think I, think I made a... I think I made a. Did I make a? Like yes, yes. I I I'm, I have a I have a note. Instead of like, a, an actual like fight where you know that's how, I guess traditionally or cliche that's the cliche way of like establishing your dominance over someone. You know, is is hey like fist to cuffs and all that stuff. Nah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna play chicken with the tractors. Fist to cuffs. Jerry said fist to cuffs. And then incest anybody? That little oh, cousin right. was like. Oh yeah. Ren is so, is a total fox. It's total like, fox. hey, that's your cousin. I wonder, I wonder if they did that to establish kind of like a, hey, this is a kind of a small town backwoods kind of thing, you know? I hope not. I, should, I really hope not either. Look, I have a bunch of cousins too, and they're all ugly. None of my cousins are pretty. You know, according to me, that's, that's my take. I happen to not agree with you. Dance is on the, precip- on the precipice of exploding in the small town. Is that what I said? Yeah. Well, you said it's on the precipice. And I'm like, I'm like, you could tell like there's a little bit of music and everyone's like tapping their foot or snapping their fingers, moving their shoulders, moving their shoulders. Not not, not dancing, dancing per se, but you know, like I mean, kind of dancing in place, or yes. dancing while you know, sit sit dancing. Because you know, you've heard of like like what is it, being arrested while black or whatever? It's like being arrested while dancing. <laughs> Jeez, small town was just backwards in this in that sense. Apparently, the uh, the pit stop was the only safe place people could go to. <laughs> I guess to get their dance on. No, even then, remember they he, they came and they shut it down, and then afterwards, I don't know if you noticed, uh, like a few scenes later or a few, I don't know, like a little bit more into the movie, all of a sudden they're taking all the video games away. It I was didn't like, jeez, taking out the video game cabinets because. You know them damn evil video video games. The video games have never done anything to nobody. And anyone who says differently, you suck. And it's probably part of the religious right. <laughs> right. It was just a weird scene, that same scene when everyone's kind of like shaking and dancing or whatever. Like the Reverend walks up and he turns off the radio or the boombox and it was like all quiet. And everyone's like looking at him. And he's looking at everyone else. Man, that was like a, it almost looked like a Mexican standoff. Like a standoff, right? right? Like, who's going to... Blink next. Who's or, gonna flinch? Or Blinks is gonna get arrested. <laughs> hey, hey, did I see you shaking that ass? I better not have seen that shaking that ass. Imagine arrested, <laughs> straight to jail. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. How do you enforce this law? I don't know. Do you actually get arrested and thrown in jail for dancing? I would think that maybe a fine. <laughs> that or like you know how the reverend is like the reverend, so he sort of has. A little bit of pull. Yeah. Maybe like the he can tell the, the police to like arrest him for something, like a disturbance or something. Mm, Not necessarily yeah, dancing, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like disturbing they the peace. Couch it as something yeah. else, like disturbing the peace yeah. or a noise ordinance or yeah, something. I got something you. I got dumb. You. Yeah. Fucking police. <laughs> Fucking popos. Fuck the police. Fuck the police. No, just kidding. I love the police. I want them to come to my house and rescue me if I'm ever in danger. Well, sure. You know. Damn bootlicker. So, uh,. <laughs> So the Reverend was uh, typing at the, at the typewriter, and it's been a long time since I've seen a, a typewriter. But he was just, I could just imagine him writing a strongly worded letter to rock and roll. <laughs> Dear rock and roll, 
Stop it. You are provocative and make me feel things in between my legs that I haven't felt since the first time I had sex. And if I feel them, I'm certain the children of our fine community feel them too. Yeah, and eventually my wife will feel them and then she'll want to do things that I'm afraid to do. That we haven't done for 20 years. 20 odd years. It's been 20 years since we've done the nasty round here. He's like, look, it doesn't even work anymore. Just knocking on his cock. Stunk. <laughs> Nothing. Sorry. He was doing what to he his cock? knocking. He's like, stunk, hello. Nothing there. But the music. <laughs> the music gets things moving. Gets things stirring. So, yeah. So then I also noticed that he would like, he would take, I guess, white out. Mm-hmm. And then he'd kind of like. Wipe something out, and then he'd continue typing, and then he'd go back and he'd wipe something out. Whatever, what? No autocorrect? No, like, no Apple, <laughs> Apple that, script check? That, no. that was autocorrect back in the day. <laughs> that was, the, the whiteout was, yeah? The, yeah, the, the manual was, correct? Yep, yep. That's, I mean, uh, that's, uh, look, say what you will, but I think Ricky and I are old enough to remember typewriters. And wide out. And remember what a big deal it was when the typewriters came out that you could correct while you were typing without the need of wide out. Like it had a, a separate strip of yes, correction like tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that you could go back and, and actually correct that. mistakes. Are we, I, I know I used it. Did you ever use typewriters like that? No. I used, okay. I used typewriters because it was like a novelty. Oh, interesting. Like, oh, this is, this is cool. But never mm-hmm. to like write stuff out or anything. Nothing official. I mean, dude. Even as recently as I started working for the county in 1999, and just a few years into that, we were still using computers to fill out certain forms, like request forms, that we would need to, you know, request office supplies or, you know, just odds and ends with just office supplies needed or or something needed um, that needed a special request. Those forms had to be filled out on a typewriter because they weren't digitized. Dang. And we had computers, obviously. We, we used computers. Yeah, but they weren't that sophisticated. Well, yet. it's not that they weren't that sophisticated. It's just that those forms had not yet been digitized, and we were still using them. So they had to be filled out on a typewriter. I, and, dude, I used a typewriter into the 2000s. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a story. So I don't know if you remember. I used to work for a, I used to work for a company called Safety Clean. Yeah. Now, hey. Safety Clean did... Um, Many of, you, many of you may not know them. If you're into like NASCAR and stuff like that, or if you ever worked at like an AutoZone or anything where they have oil, mm. you may have heard of them because they were a company that would take away used oil. So these companies would do oil changes, and they would have these barrels of, of used oil, mm-hmm. and then we would come in, clear it, and then take out the oil. So we would check to make sure that it was pure oil. There was nothing like antifreeze or anything, any other kind of chemicals inside the oil. Mm. It was used, so we... We'd Suck it out and we take it away. Right. So when I first, when I was, there was a time in my life where I found it very hard to find jobs. I would send out resumes, no one ever called me back. And so through a temp agency, I got this job through Safety Clean. It was in the office. I was, you know, I was like a secretary or not secretary, but I was the data entry. So I'd sit there and, and enter other, other stuff. And so eventually at, at some point, I actually got to, I was moved. I got hired on as a driver, so then we would That's go in right. and, we, and we would take out, I would actually physically go and take out the, the oil instead of being in the office and doing the office work. Right. So, I forgot what the hell I was going with this damn story. What were we talking about right now? Well, we were talking about typewriters and... and 
using typewriters. Oh yeah, yeah. Forms. Okay. So when I was still before I became an actual driver, um, I was I was like I was doing data entry, and so we would use these, I guess, dot matrix printers. Oh yeah. So it wasn't even like your regular printers of today, like where you would like you know no. you can hook them up to a computer and, and and it would spit out whatever. Like a laser printer. It was like the special type of paper where along the along the side of the paper. <laughs> well, it was it, had, it it was part of it was perforated mm -hmm. and it had holes in it, and then you would it would run through this machine it would it would create the report and then once you were done you would sit there and literally tear off the ends of the paper where the holes were mm -hmm. so you'd be stuck with just a paper with no holes right 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 so one day they're going through the the the, the we're running through the numbers through the machine and it's printing out and all of a sudden it stops. And it's like, oh, shit, like, what, what's wrong with it? Well, we had to go in and check, and like, oh, shit, well, this part for this printer is, is broken. Like, we can't, we can't use it. Oh, shit. And they're like, well, we need this machine. Like, we need to, it's like the end of the month, and we need to oh, print these no. numbers out. I think I know where this is going. And so they're like, so what do we do? They're like, well, let's, let's, call, the, let's call the other offices, the other safety clean offices, and see if anyone else has this particular part. Well, someone finally, someone did have it. Oh, someone okay. had the part all the way in Bakersfield. Oh, Jesus. And so, me being me, if you know, if you know me, if you know me, if you've ever worked with me, you know that I'm the type of guy who's going to be like, I'll go pick up the part. Ricky the volunteer, absolutely, every time. So, I volunteered for, to, to go pick up this part, and I'm <laughs> sitting here driving in the, like mid-morning trying to get to Bakersfield to get to this office. I pick up this part so I can come back and we could, uh, we could print out what we needed for You're the right. month. Your reports or whatever. That was one of the things that we had to do when I was at that, that, at that location. So you had to go all the way out to Bakersfield. They and needed... where, was your, where were you based out of? Where San was Anna. your office? Oh, wow. So we were based off of, uh, okay, where it's uh, Harbor. And what's that street? Crap. Um, was it Warner? Have you ever been to Mouse Guard Park? Yeah. Not the, not the Euclid side, but what's, the, what's that other street? Trask? No. No, at, at, the, at the mile point. Because oh. the middle, I think it's Trask. I think you're right. I think the middle, that middle street is Trask. Um, but if you get to the, from one point to the other, from Euclid, not from Euclid, from on Euclid, from Harbor to... Not Brookhurst, is, is it? Warner? No. Warner. No, it might, it's Brookhurst Warner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Warner. It's Warner, or right? No, Warner. No, not Warner. Not McFadden. Yeah, it's I think Warner. it's Warner. Yeah, yeah. So... Our office was in Harbor. Is this germane to the story? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Anyways, but that's where we were. We're on the corner of Harbor and Warner. Warner, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where we... So I had to drive from there all the way to Bakersfield, Yeesh. pick up the park, come all the way back. How long did it take you? A couple hours at least. Fucking hell. More probably because I think I ended up... They told me, they're like, well, if you leave now... But, and this is pre-phones, pre-guy, like... Guy, like, like GPS, like, yeah, right. map apps where I could like GPS it all the way there and see how long it would take. It was just uh, like leave now and then hopefully you won't get that much traffic. Jesus. But was it was it around the time where you could go on say Yahoo Maps nope. and print out a map? No, I don't think so. Well, I don't remember to be honest. Okay, I don't remember. To be so honest. it might still have been Thomas Guide. Times. I, Thomas Guide, yes, but definitely I had I had a Thomas Guide. Fuck, dude. And so I was trying to figure out, like, okay, well, if I go up. Thomas Guide's kids yes. <laughs> were, were full-on books that you could buy regionally to show you how to get from one place they to the other. They were just maps. Yeah, just, a, just a, maps. a big book of maps, and you would have to flip to the... Like, you could go to the back into the, the index 
find your city or street. More, more likely, you want to find a street. Street. And then it would tell you, go to page such and such and to it, find this street. And then you'd have to look along that street to see. No, but it would tell you. It would tell you this street is on this page. That's true. This page, this page, this page, this page. That's right. On grids. And then it would break it down by the grid. So you could look. God. It's like A1. Okay, there it is. There. You kids these days. Have you no don't idea. know how lucky no and idea. good you have it. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah. So it was like. And by the way, speaking of Yahoo Maps, I I constantly used Yahoo Maps back in the day. Or MapQuest. Remember MapQuest? MapQuest, yes. And I thought, at the time, it's so funny how, how technology changes, but at the time, you're thinking, God, this is so great. Like, I don't have to use a Thomas Guide anymore. This is so much easier. Or a fold-up map. You remember fold-up maps that, as well that you would have to <laughs> store in your glove compartment or on those little map holders on the sides of your doors. Uh, I, I mean, uh, you know, on, on your doors. Um but yeah, I, I would print stuff out and it would tell you like all the turns you needed to take and how to get exactly where you were going. You know, all you had to do was plug in the two addresses yes. of where you were starting and where you were going and just print it out and it would tell you how to get there exactly. And I did that for years and thought that was the best thing ever. But the only drawback to that was you didn't know. You had to sort of guess, okay, if I leave in the morning. Oh, don't get me wrong. There's going to be traffic. Yeah, if I leave there in the afternoon, there's going to be traffic. Of yeah. course, of course. But if you think about it, think of what a step up it was from oh, yeah. from the Thomas Guide. From the Thomas Guide or a folding map that you would you'd had to like figure it out on your own. So it was it went from folding maps. No, actually, it went from knowing where you're going, <laughs> or getting directions from someone that knows how to get there. Right. Right. To and folding. writing them down, by the way, you have to. Yeah, unless you had a good memory. To folding maps, which you were a pain in the ass because to fold them backwards was just impossible. And then to Thomas Guides, right. to something like MapQuest, yeah, or Yahoo to Maps. what we have now. Well, and in between that, you had the Garmins oh, and the Magellans. Right. The, the I, GPS thing. We had GPS, like a separate, guys, seriously, a separate device from your cell phone that you, had, that you could use and that would connect to the satellites up in space. And it would and route your, it it would, would route, it your would route. route you and, yeah, and give you exact directions, turn-by-turn directions. And again, when that debuted and we had one, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I always wanted one of those. I was like, I'm going to get when I when I have a job, I'm going to get one of these for my car. I got to say, they were pretty they were pretty uh they they I mean, they were handy as hell yeah. for the time, you know, and and like it was so much better than having to be and look, you know, as great as it was, the Yahoo Maps and the MapQuest printouts were a bit dangerous because you had to take your eyes off the road to keep your <laughs> to keep that, track yeah. of where you if were If you going. were by yourself, it was dangerous. If yeah. you had someone else, then oh, they could sure. tell you. Yeah, a passenger can navigate you and tell you where to turn and where to go. But um, by you know when when the uh, when the, the navigation systems came out like Magellan and, and Garmin's, I mean, I mean, I was just over the moon with them because like it would you could set it, <laughs> set and it and forget it. it. <laughs> No, but you could set it, and like it would talk to you and tell you where to make the turns. And if you, you know, just with a quick glance over, you could see, you know what I mean, like where you were going and where to turn and stuff like that. It was great. And then all of a sudden, phones came out, and oh, you can do all this on your own phone. <laughs> I'm telling you, guys, we have seen so much in just our short, our short lifespans. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like they say, like the advances the advances that we've had in the last 100 years like are exponentially like way more than than anything we've seen like since the beginning of time yeah 
Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it, it all comes down to the advent of computers and the internet. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's, that's where it all changed. Yep. That's, it's incredible. Just, just even, even in my short, you know, stay on this planet, it's like the, the difference yep. from when we were kids to now. It's, it's, it's funny night how... Night and day. I saw a TikTok one day where they were talking about, like, what is the, what is, what is the save icon on computers? Like, what, what is it? Yeah. It's a floppy disk. Yeah. And then someone's like, but this isn't, I found one, and it's not floppy. It was those hard disks, yeah. remember? They, yeah, were, yeah. they looked the same, but they were smaller, and they were like, they were plastic. And it's like, no, dicks, like, they used to be l- bigger, yep. and they would literally, you could like, not fold them, because then at that point you would break the Right, break you would thing, damage but them, but they were malleable. You could, li- you yeah. could literally grab one end and just be like, and you just flip it, and it would make that like, like little funny like plastic noise. Like a floppy noise, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a, it was floppy. It that, was that's not why that's a hard that. plastic. Yeah. It's not that it's someone just like oh let's just make this random sign or icon for right. save. No, right. it had a purpose. Like guys, um, we remember just having to insert first, like you said, the floppy disk. But then you know as it as it advanced to the the smaller hard plastic floppy disks, you had to insert that into the computer. There were the computers had drives. Specifically designed for these floppy disks that you would have to insert to save your work. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if you didn't want it, you know, if you wanted to take it with you, right? If you wanted to take it with you to, I don't know, print out somewhere where there was a printer, or I don't know, go take it to someone to, to have them were, have it on their computer. If you you were had at, to transport. Yeah, it on if you a were disk. at work and you were going home and you were still going to work on this project, you had to save it on these disks and take it with you. Now you can save it on your phone. You can save it on your computer. Well, and now there are cloud, yeah, you, you know, just, services oh, put it on the like cloud, Dropbox. and then when I get home, I'll just, yeah, I'll just and you have access to everything just based on Ridiculous. again, based on the internet. Yep. <laughs> you kids these days you don't, don't understand. Don't know. Don't don't understand. Never will understand. <laughs> okay, where was I? I to, Man, that, that was a rant. Gigantic. That was, <laughs> that was a tangent. Tangent. Oh, okay, here we go. So speaking about um, the tractor incident. So, you have issues with a kid in school? Wait, what? Sorry? Do you have issues with a kid in school? Just fight it out, right? Sure. Oh, no. No? No, no, no. What, what, would, what do you do, Ricky? Tractor chicken. <laughs> Bitches. That's right. You get two tractors. You point them at each other. Three miles then, an hour. And then you just ram into each other at three miles an hour and see who chickens out and jumps out first. <laughs> it's like fighting with hot air balloons. Jesus. How do you do that? It's like, hey, let me get this Zamboni and crush this person to death like on Deadpool. Only take about an hour and a half. <laughs> Good Lord. I, and, and you know what? And yet, somehow they made that, that whole scene exciting. I, gotta, I, I was I invested. Was like, I got to admit. Like, I get it's just tractors and they're going at the slowest pace ever. But I was like, <laughs> they got me. I was like, when, who's going to jump? Is it going to be Kevin Bacon or that other dude, who's the bully? Flinch? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Chuck, wasn't it? Was Chuck. it Chuck? Yeah, yeah, Chuck. Chucky Chuck. Ricky was sitting here literally biting his nails. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. He was not. I was not. Right now I was, but I was not. Uh, picked on by the police, bullied at school, mm. given drugs, and made to take the rap for having drugs like He was almost framed for that, yeah, yeah. The preacher doesn't like you, so what do you do? You get in your car, you drive into an abandoned building... As you're smoking and having a beer, even though you're only like 17, 18 years old, <laughs> and then you just turn on the music and you take off your shirt and then you start dancing. Dance the Angry anger dancing. away. Angry dancing, oh. baby. That is 
Yeah, angry dancing. Angry dancing, man. That that is that is the one. I remember when I first saw this movie. That was my one big takeaway from it was that when you're when you're pissed off at the world and just things are not going your way, just just go out and dance it off, baby. Dance. Not just dance it off, Jerry. Angry dancing. Angry it off. dancing. Oh! There was there was some serious intense emotions. There. Oh, <laughs> Raw emotions. Oh my god. Twirl in the air. The flinging of the arms and oh. <laughs> of the heads and everything. It was uh, it's pretty incredible. And I mean, some of the twirling. There was a lot of raw emotion behind fancy. some of that twirling. A lot, a lot of fancy twirling, yeah, but a lot fancy. of angry fancy twirling. Uh, just I was like, I was like, I wanted to get up and dance. I love that scene so much. That's, that's and the one fact, of my favorites. And the fact, oh, you know what? I, I forgot one little thing from the tractor thing. The mm. tractor, the chicken, the tractor. What is it? Tractor chicken. They used Anita Hero. Uh, what is it? I don't know what the name of that and, song is called. Uh, Anita Hero. Uh, looking out for a hero. I think is something the, like that. Uh, oh Tyler. my god! Perfect choice of a song. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot to mention that earlier. I mean. The, not so much maybe because of the lyrics, but the, the music, the melody of the song makes it so that it's very intense. I don't know. I was just like, I think I need to find an abandoned building somewhere with a, take my cigarette and my beer. Well, but no, but like we were talking about the, the Bonnie Tyler song, that, and, and looking, out oh, for, yeah, yeah. looking Out for a Hero. Um, it's, it's, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't so much about the, the, the lyrics and the content of the song, but that, that, that quick, dun, 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 like it's it gets you riled up, right? It it, it intensifies the emotion. And it, you're right. The at least the melody of that song was perfect for that scene. Uh, I need it, to buy a trailer now. A, a tractor. A tractor. <laughs> you just start picking fights with random people. <laughs> Tractors at dawn. <laughs> but then you would need to buy two. No, they they can provide. If they can't provide a tractor, then they lose. Then they right? lose you by default. Oh, right I got you. I got you. All right. I'm gonna buy no two tractors. Am I rich? <laughs> I mean, if you can buy one tractor, I would assume you could buy two. Oh, maybe. Like, if I go to the Midwest, isn't it like you go to, like, McDonald's and you buy, like, a large combo and you get a tractor for free or something? <laughs> in your Happy Meal. It's, your, it's the prize you get in your Happy Meal. The tractor. <laughs> We're not talking Hot Wheels here. No, with more tractors. <laughs> now with more belching smoke coming out of the smokestack. And again, I have to. Uh, white people, <laughs> God why, damn, why white are you people. crazy? God damn it! Why are you crazy? Who the fuck literally stands in front of a train? I get that the train was going about the same speed as a tractor earlier, <laughs> but it's still a train. If that thing hits you, it's gonna squish you. Like no matter what, like you're gonna lose. I mean, if the tractor would probably kill you, a train's it's definitely just, it's gonna just, kill you're you. You're just you, you can be like a, a, a like a. Mist of red. Well, more like an ooze. Yes, it's I not guess going fast enough to make I guess, a mess. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't going that fast, but still. But ultimately, you're, train you're, plus human equals train. Yeah. <laughs> well, train plus human equals dead. Right. <laughs> but I, this lady just, aside from having her the shit beat out of her and missing a tooth or whatever the fuck it was, <laughs> now she's just standing in front of a train yelling at it. Like, why are you yelling at it? What did it? First of all, what did the train do to you? It's not about what the train did to her, Ricky. It's cathartic. Is it what, is it what the train represents? Like the train Ooh. represents her father? Like Ooh. this overbearing, overpowering presence that's wow. just running, rushing towards you? Just now you're getting into symbolism. Five miles an hour? Yeah. It's slow but sure. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's, it's inevitable. Ooh, like see? the Matrix. Bam! <laughs> Bam! We just got philosophical up in this bitch. <laughs> no, no offense, Phoebe. Right. No offense. We mean that in the most respectful way. Yeah, possible. definitely. 
Uh, wow. Anyone out there looking to write a paper on the... Uh, Just contact me. Yeah. CrimesAgainstPopCulture at gmail.com. This analysis of, of Footloose is... Right? Oh, so good. Did it make a move? A little bit. A little bit. Hmm. Mission one. accomplished. Ricky won Jerry's penis. Okay, so I don't. I went. Is being obstinate is that not a good thing? I mean, she's not having sex, right? It's uh, it's ab- abstinent, sir. Abstinent. Oh, uh, yeah, see, so wait. So what the hell is obstinate then? Two two different words. Um, obstinate. That is not what that means, ma'am. I mean, I think she's actually being a little obstinate right now. Um, if I remember correctly, it means like it, obstinate means like being um. Uh, Stubborn. It's a synonym for obstinate, but let me look it up real quick. I thought it was because she was telling him, like, hey, at least I'm not having sex. Ah, here we go. Obstinate. Stubbornly refusing to change one's opinion or chosen course of action, despite attempts to persuade one to do so. There you go. So stubborn was pretty close. I would say spot on, sir. Thank you. You are, you are good with the word play. I, I know. I've been knowing. I got some learning. Knowing some things, you've been reading shit, haven't you? I've been reading all those books that they were burning in, in the movie. Wow. <laughs> Here's the thing: what I was going to say about this movie is that this may seem extreme to a lot of people, um, but just the way that this town was being sort of run and the values that they held dear, you know, and um, their their courses of action, you know, with a lot of the you know the youth and the books and the burning of the books and stuff like that. The youths, the youths. But in actuality, you know, this wasn't too far from, you know, eighties America. Um, I, I think a lot of people forget what I don't. I don't think this is far off for for families for today. Now, yeah. From from well, from America today. It's just the thing is that the focus of um, you know the conservative ire has switched, has changed over time. You know, whereas in the past, it could be rock music, heavy metal music. You know, it was seen as satanic. Um, Later, it would be Pokemon, Harry Potter. You know, it's just the focus of what is considered satanic and evil just changes over time, you know. So, you know, when um, Willard talks about how theirs is not the only town that has a ban on dancing, that it's all over the place, and, you know, I got a cousin in Montana who you know, can't dance and stuff, that probably wasn't that far from the truth. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it may be, it may be part satire and a little bit of an exaggeration in this movie, but honestly, I don't think it was that far because here's the thing. As a, as a kid in the 80s and early 90s, we went to church a lot, and we heard sermons to this effect where the rock music was evil, the Pokemon was evil, Harry Potter was evil, and... They, they literally thought that these were gateways for Satan to get into your soul and corrupt you, and that you were going to turn to evil, and basically, you're going to go to hell, like, if, if you continue to, you know, indulge. To do all those things. Yeah, to indulge in, in things like this. I mean, honestly, it's just, it, it, was, it was getting pretty cuckoo there for a while, which is a big reason why I stopped going. I mean, the thing is, that it's still that way. You're and that's still... the thing, like, I was, like, like you were saying, yes, it's still, it's still that way. It's just that the, the, the focus and the, um, the object of the, the fear 
right? It just changes. It just switches, yeah. So now it's now it's uh, now it's the Democrats. Now it's um, you know Q. You know all the QAnon people who are afraid of all you know all the 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 the, the people in these satanic cabals who are sacrificing children and drinking their blood to stay young and. You know, they got all these pedophile rings and all this but stuff. How else are you gonna get your skin nice and smooth if you're not if you're not <laughs> eating children or drinking the I mean, blood of children? Look, you, you gotta stay young forever somehow, right? Right? Yeah. You can't so. just be like Rob Lowe and just be all natural and just looking all pretty all the time. <laughs> you know you're like eighty years old. Right. Yeah. So I mean it's it, it I don't know. If if anyone checks out this movie and like sees it as like, come on. Like that I okay, that's funny. But it's really No, it was, it's it was pretty close. I mean, it was, it was, yeah, like I said, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but there was, there was some truth to this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just, well, you know, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it just, like, yeah, you're right. Like, you want to sit there and laugh at it and be like, haha, like, that was, that was, that's so exaggerated. But no, like, take a look today. Like, take a look at the shit that's going on today. Like, a lot of the shit that the conservatives are talking about are, they may not be the same as they were before, but a lot of it still stands. Like they don't, they don't want you listening to certain music. They don't mm-hmm. want you playing video games because it's the video games are oh, evil. Yeah. Video games were. Or they, yeah. be, they video games make you violent. And I have never ever heard of a case where, by where video games were the cause of something. It's like instead of like I think that's what bugs me of of conservatives is like instead of looking within your own home mm-hmm. and and teaching your children you you would you you find it a lot easier to go out and blame the pokemon or the video games or the music or the movies or your friends or whatever it may be it's anything it's everything and anything but you or your family right and that's always been my like my issue it's like no if you if you teach your kids like hey this is this is bad like listen to it but realize that some of the lyrics for some of the music that, that's out there is, is not good. Like right. you, you have to pay attention to what you're listening to. Exactly. Or be mindful of what they're watching or be mindful of what they're playing or, you know. Or just like be we were involved talking, in your family's be involved in your kids' lives. Exactly. And like like you and I were talking about earlier, is like use things as teachable moments. Like if you hear like if if your kid is exposed to a bad word or some sort of violent image. Or anything along those lines where it's like, you know, adult content or whatever that's questionable for young children. If a kid happens to see that, it's not the creators and, you know, the, the, the people who are making these things. It's not their fault. Like, we're free to... In, in it's this not con- their responsibility And either. it's not their responsibility to, to keep your kids shielded from all this stuff. It's your job to, if they happen to be exposed to this stuff, talk to your kids and use it as a teachable moment. Yeah. Take some goddamn responsibility, <laughs> like our like our friend Angel was saying earlier today. You know, it's 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 really it comes down to taking some personal responsibility for yourself and for your family. Yeah. That's it, and, and that that's what's missing. I think if you don't, and if you don't do that, then guess what? Your kid's gonna grow up to be an asshole. Your kid's gonna grow up to be just rude or or not worry about anybody else but themselves. I don't know. That's, I, I, that's it's. <laughs> I, I mean, this is coming from two guys that don't have children. So <laughs> True. take that with a grain of salt. True. But at the same time, you can't sit there and bitch and moan and complain that that you're sitting your child down to watch TV and then oh look at all these images that are coming on the TV. That's that's not the TV's fault. That's not the right. producer's fault. The anyone else's fault. Like if you're not monitoring what they're watching, 
And guess what? They're going to see some shit that they're not, they're not supposed to see. Right. Or they're going to play something. They're not, if you don't go out and do your research and say, oh, I'm going to buy my four-year-old this Mortal Kombat 11 game. It should be fine. It's just, it's just a fighting game. Right. No, guess what? You're exposing that child to images that they, they shouldn't be seeing at that age. Right. But I don't know. Yeah, it, like it, it, media literacy and media responsibility is a big issue. And I, I feel like more parents need to take more responsibility when it comes yeah. to stuff like that. Don't just... just don't teach, just don't teach. let the internet teach your kids. Yeah, or, or exactly. Or TV teach your kids. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like teach your kids the difference between fact and fiction. You know, uh, stuff that's reality and stuff that's fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's 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 such a tough issue because I get it as a parent. Like, yeah, you know, it, it is everywhere. You are bombarded with it, but yeah, that's your job as a parent is yeah. to. And if, that, if you can't stop it. Then it's, then you should be you should be responsible for saying and say hey, I know you watched this movie, like what did you think? What did like, you think? Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts? How did you like, feel about it? This is this is how I'm coming across as a parent is like hey, that that movie was a little violent. That's not real life. That doesn't actually always happen. Or it doesn't happen the way that you see it on TV. Right. Something like. But no, they're just like oh, just whatever. It's 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 whoever made this movie's fault because they made it and it's out there. It's like well. Did you buy it? Did you rent right. it? Did you go out and actually find it and look for it? But they don't they don't see it that way. They all no. they see is that their child is being corrupted by everything except for themselves. So the moral of the story is don't corrupt your children, people. Damn it, parents. Be alive. Look alive. There you go. Look it's, alive. It's coming from everywhere. <laughs> okay, so um love the training montage. Where where Ren is trying to teach uh, Willard, Willard. Mm-hmm. how to dance, uh, Jerry thinks that it happens like in a couple of days. I think it took six months because <laughs> that fool had no rhythm whatsoever. It was it, there was a dearth of rhythm with that uh, man. God, it, I, Dougie, I love you, buddy, but it looked like you trying to dance or, and or keep time to music, <laughs> which is just impossible with you. So that's Aww, yeah. we I love, love you, Doug. Dougie. Love you, but you have no rhythm. I also wanted to say that um, does every 80s movie have to have, or did it have to have a, a training montage at some point? I believe it was, was it a mandatory? law passed in yeah. 1981, yes, that, that every movie from henceforth had to have. I think it was passed in 79. That way, like, okay, in 1980, any movie made from now I until. Mean, you know, we might, we might be off on the year, but that, the law was passed. Okay, yeah. good, because I was like. I don't know, man. Every movie, every '80s movie we see, there's some sort of training montage at some point in the movie. It was a requirement. This, uh, I know that I've heard a lot about this movie. I just, wow, I didn't think it, it would get that real. It got, it got kind of, yeah. I got a little uncomfortable. Uh, there is a, a scene where Ariel fights her ex-boyfriend. She slaps him, and then he proceeds to slap the shit out of her. And then she starts to break his truck, and then he gets out and just starts pummeling her. And I'm like, well, he grabs her at first, wraps his, wraps her up, and is like, he, like he bear hugs her and like throws her to the ground. But then he gets on top of her and continues the he beat down. After like yeah. one, at least two, at least two more times after that. And I was I just think like, he may, I think he may even have punched her. <laughs> I don't know. It, I, it was rough. It was hard to watch. I'm I'm in the camp of of women being treated as equals, but I don't know. Something about hitting a not woman. Just <laughs> not in that respect. I, I get it. Maybe if your life is in danger, but that did not seem to me like his life was in danger in any I way, shape, or form. So I, I don't know. I would say not. 
Oh, I uh, mean, his headlights were in danger, clearly. They got killed. Yeah, but, but I mean, they're just things. Not quite a reason to turn around. Yeah, exactly. Not, not exactly a reason to turn around and punch a girl. <sighs> that was tough. Yeah. That was a tough watch. And the thing is, like, dude, just think about it. Like, not to say that that shit was, like, okay, but think about, like, the fact that that scene was included in the movie. Like, obviously, Chuck, that character, is a jerk. And he's an asshole, right? He's he's one of the villains of the movie. It's not something that you want to emulate at all. But just the simple fact that it was a scene in the movie that you could, you know what I mean? Like that that was that was in a in a PG movie, in Jerry. a PG movie that was a huge hit. So this was watched by a lot of people. That's, I think that when I saw the scene, like it really, like I thought back to what you said, like though this is really PG. I don't know if that. I don't think I've ever seen a PG movie where some where some woman gets the shit beat out of her by some guy. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't know that that that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, like, yeah. That this should I'm not saying oh there should have been rated rated R, no, but maybe a PG thirteen, right? Or maybe a right. PG thirteen with an asterisk, like okay, it's PG thirteen, but there is a scene where there's violence, like someone does get beat up, right? Maybe you shouldn't. I don't know violence I, against just, women, and the thing is like. You would, I mean, I highly, highly doubt that some that a scene like this would be filmed and included in a movie these days, unless I don't know, unless it was like for a purpose. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it had to have been something more than just. Well, I mean, <sighs> okay, so in this scene, technically she does hit him first, and I get that she slaps him. She punched him. She punches him. She, she punched him. him. No, she okay. straight up punched him. Again, it, not that an excuse. Does, that does not make it okay. But, no, but I think you're right. I think, I think in today's climate, I think it would be hard. And I would like to. I would sort of like. To, I don't want to watch the entire movie, but I would want to at least review the the reboot of this movie or the remake of this movie. Oh yeah, just the 2011 to see version. If, yeah. If they included 2011, so even then, that's a little bit. I mean, at this point, it's ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if it's if it's soon if it's I don't know within time, I guess, to with all the movements that have been happening and with the, right, the Me right. Too and everything. Well, I mean, and as we've discussed before, like our frames of mind ten years ago were vastly different than they are now. Very vastly so, different. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it's It'd be scene, interesting to watch that that remake and see yeah, what, and see what they, they did keep, with that. If they kept something. if they kept that scene in, or if they reshot it in a way where it wasn't, because it's a violent it's a violent it's scene. It's a very violent. It's scene. Not like yeah. it's like oh, here's your smack. There's your smack back. Let's let's stop doing that. No, it's like he they they I, fight. They fight. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's just it was a hard it was a hard scene to watch. Um. And then, yeah, I was just like I would like to see. If that is played out in the reboot, just it to, it really threw you, didn't it? It really did. It <laughs> bugged me. Like, and don't get me wrong. But that's good. That's good that it did. I'm. Don't get me wrong. I am not squeamish by any means of the imagination. I can watch gory films. I can watch people get cleaved in two. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't flinch. But that it pissed me off. I was I was upset. Yeah. Because I'm thinking. Because I don't have again. I don't have kids, but I have nieces. I have a. I have a. 15-year-old niece that's going to turn 16 this year, and then I have a, a six-year-old niece. And it's like, if anything were ever to remotely happen like that, I would lose my shit. Yeah. And I'm not even their father. I can't right. even imagine what their father would do. Right. I can totally imagine what I would do, and there would be 
there would be cocks and balls being chopped off. Like, I'm not even <laughs> fucking lying. Like, I would do some damage. Right. Like, that's how bad, that's how bad that, that scene is. But, it, but Jerry's right. If a movie can make you feel something like that, even with a shitty-ass scene as that, well, not even shitty-ass, because it, shitty, it wasn't a shitty scene. It was just an awkward, cringy scene that make, made you feel something. And if, it, if a movie can do that, then the producers or the directors have done their job. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it, it's, it's I'll, I, I can watch Endgame, like, back-to-back for a week, and I'm still, at the very end of that movie, I will still cry. Mm-hmm. Every time. I've seen it like six times in the past like two months. Right. Every time I get to that fucking ending, I always cry. <laughs> always. It doesn't. And how many times have you seen it? I know what's coming. I know it's going to. I know that, it's, that Tony Stark is going to pass away. Say, hey, spoiler alert. Yeah, it's an old movie. It's like 20 <laughs> years old. <laughs> and, but I, it's still like that whole scene, like it just, it makes me cry. Yeah. And with this scene, I think if I, watched, if I was to watch Footloose again, at least the original, I think I would get that same reaction. I think I, right. I would still get upset and still get still be cringe, cringy and be like, like I, right? It 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 angers you. It makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. And the thing is that that's a testament to, I I think it's a testament to our um, changing, um, kind of our changing uh, perspectives in society as a whole. Yeah. Right. Because. Now that these things are being talked about more in the open as far as like violence against women and stuff like that, it's it's really refocusing our our um our our you know worldviews and our, our points of view um to really take note of stuff like this and and to point it out for what it is. It's it's just it's it's horrendous, it's abhorrent, like this should not happen. But you know the fact that it that it was at one point even to us to whatever extent it was acceptable in society. You know what I mean? That's just it's just mind blowing. So and, so let me ask so, you this then. Yeah. So in today's climate, in today's Me Too movement, through our lenses of through now, our now today, yeah, yeah, through the lenses that we're that we're seeing the world today, do you think that that movie needs to be updated or not shown? Oh no, no. I I feel like as long as see look you have to be intelligent and, and maybe not intelligent but at least smart enough and aware enough to realize that these movies were a product of their times. Um, I mentioned Saturday Night Fever earlier. Like I don't remember any discussions you know before we actually watched that movie. I don't remember anyone talking about like the rape scene and all that stuff because. That's not what everyone focused on with that movie. Everyone was enamored with the flashy, you know, the flashing lights and the disco scenes and the dancing and, you know, John Travolta's moves and his, his outfits and, you know, all that stuff. It was all about that. No one ever talked about the darker shit in that movie. And that movie gets pretty dark. But like I said, it's just a matter of having that, um, that awareness that, unfortunately, it, the scenes like that and things being included in the movies like that were a product of their times because, again, to a certain extent, they were acceptable. And as ugly as it is, as we now know it is, people just weren't that aware of it back in the day. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, a lot of movies these days, uh, I've, I've been hearing about, like, especially, like, stuff on, like, say, Disney Plus or, you know, just on other streaming services, old stuff, 
will come with a um, disclaimer at the beginning of it, saying just that that you know, you know, that, you know, in in our modern day, you know, kind of perspectives, stuff that you might see in this movie is you know unacceptable, blah blah blah, and I think at most that's what you need to do. Like that's just just give a warning because the shit is bad, right? But, but keep it the way it is. But keep it the way it is, and and again, leave it up to the viewer to make up their own minds about it and make it a teachable moment if that's what's needed for anyone yeah. around them, like say kids. I, you brought up Disney Plus, and they I think they're slowly starting to go back and, and update their movies because there's uh I've been watching I've been seeing some videos where one in particular like I saw it on TikTok where I don't know if you've ever seen Lilo and Stitch. I have not. Okay, so there's a scene in Lilo and Stitch. I'm not going to spoil anything. There's no spoilers. But there's a scene where, so Lilo is the, the little girl, mm-hmm. and then she's, she's staying with her sister and her sister's boyfriend. Mm. Their parents have passed away, and child, uh, child services is attempting to take Lilo away. Disney likes to kill off a lot of parents, right? don't they? Always. <laughs> uh, so. And so then the whole basis of the movie is that the, the sister's trying to, to keep Lilo with her because she's family, and then Stitch is introduced, into, the alien is introduced into the movie. But before that, there's a scene where the sister is trying to get the, the trying to get Lilo to get ready for school, I think. And in the original movie, Lilo jumps into the dryer and closes the door. Oh, shit. And then the sister jumps on top of the dryer and then supposedly like, oh, like I don't know where you are, and she pretends to walk out and then closes the door. And then I think. She stomps out, like supposedly stomps out of the room, closes the door, and then jumps on top of the dryer. Well, then Lilo opens the door to peek out, and then the sister grabs her, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the updated Disney Plus version, it's, there's still a washer, but now instead of a dryer, there's like this cabinet with a pizza box used as a door. Oh. So attempting to, to, to say, hey, like don't jump in the dryer, or like... They don't want to put that thought in their in the kids' minds, like, oh, right. you can you can jump in the dryer and you can hide right. because I'm I'm assuming that accidents have happened. Oh my god! But little things like that, and you don't you watched I watched that movie when it came out, you know, or shortly after it came out. So I don't know that it's changed. It, you don't figure out you don't find out until you're watching TikTok or you're watching YouTube and you're like, oh, have you guys noticed that this this scene has changed now? Like it's not right. the same, and you're like. Why did I change it? And then you're like, oh, well, because some kid is going to think, oh, it's okay for me to jump in the dryer and hide. Jeez. You know, it's like yeah. those things that, that have to change because it's like a warning, unfortunately, especially like in a kid's movie, is not always going to be like... Enough. Enough. Because yeah. if, if, a, if an adult says, I've seen this movie, I liked it when I was a kid, I'm going to put it on for my kid and then walk away and they're sitting there and they're like, oh, I can hide in the dryer. Right. And you never know because you you haven't watched. See, oh man, that's such I get a, it. that's I get such it. a tough thing because it kind it kind of goes back to, like even further back than that. You know how kids there were there were stories. I don't know. I've never seen an actual like case of it or whatever. But supposedly after Superman came out, there were kids running around with capes and stuff, thinking that they could fly. So supposedly there were kids that like would climb up onto their roofs and jump off yeah. because you know what I mean. Like so. It's like I get it. Kids are dumb <laughs> to a certain extent, you know, and they'll they'll try to copy stuff that they see. But man, that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, because you the the I'm assuming <laughs> I'm assuming that the warning is at the beginning of the movie. In case anything does happen, Disney can say, "Well, 
we warned, warned you. Like, yeah. There was a warning at the beginning of the, beginning of the movie, like yeah, that, that there might be stuff into the you know that's not good. Ugh, yeah, <clears throat> and it sucks because then the parents are gonna be like, well, who do I sue? Well, you really can't sue anyone because you, you really should have been watching your child. That's uh, yeah. It's a slippery slope, as they say. <laughs> you hate those slippery slopes, Ricky. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it. I think I think ah, uh, that's uh, that's so tough. Yeah, it's but tough. It, I mean, ultimately, I gotta say that it comes down to just parental and personal responsibility. Yeah. You know, you just gotta. That's your job as a parent is to keep an eye on your kid and keep, keep an safe. eye on what they're watching. Keep them safe and use these things as teachable moments. Yep, that's that's rough. And again, we've gone on a large tangent that we are now coming back to what we were originally talking about. Way to bring it down, Ricky. <clears throat> Sorry. So, the problem is set up. Everyone's inside. <laughs> but wait, before I get to the part I think that you're, you might think I was thinking about, there's, there's two points for that uh-huh. prompting. Where the fuck were the chaperones? I mean... So I... they basically just said, hey... We don't want anyone dancing because there's going to be like sex and there's going to be drugs and there's going to be alcohol. So let's go ahead and let them have their dance. But then no one's going to take care of the kids and, and, and make sure that they're not doing any of the fornicating that we, we had just talked about. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was mentioned at any point, but I'm guessing that the deal was that they were going to have this dance without any chaperones. That's my guess, but I don't know. Um, so in a town that's afraid of the dancing because it's going to lead to fornication, sex, for those of you who don't know what fornication means, <laughs> they're just going to be like, okay, go ahead, kids. We're just going to turn a blind eye to your fornicating. Well, look, uh, I mean, the reverend, the good reverend uh, had a change of heart, and he, quote unquote, came to his senses. So, you know, the, t- the town just follows whatever the reverend says. Like, oh, the reverend's, like, reverend's okay with this. Ideas. Let's just not no chaperones. This yeah. I mean, fuck? I, it would have made more sense to me if, like, a, a bargain was struck with the kids who wanted to hey, dance and the adults. We'll have the dance. Have the dance. Okay, but you have to have at least five or have, six chaperones. Sure, we're going to have some teachers. Chaperones. Yeah. People from the community that can look out for you guys. And. Because all you want to do is dance, right? You're not going to have any of this other stuff. It should be okay, right? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it makes sense to me, but I don't uh, think it was ever, it was ever uh, That's the one thing I hate about this damn movie. <laughs> no chaperones. Let's fight. No, there's no dancing for the past eight years or whatever it was. And it's like, okay, well, go ahead and dance. And we're just, we're just going to go. We're going to go that way. Don't worry about. Don't worry about us. We won't worry about you. Like we're just. Let, we'll let you do whatever you want to do. Hey man, it just shows you the kind of pull that uh, the, the good Reverend had, man. Fucking. He... <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> so the other one I was gonna bring up was at the prom. <laughs> everyone's inside. The Reverend and his wife show up. Like you know, oh, she's gonna think I'm checking up on her. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you really should. Yeah, yeah, you are, and you really should. Like, because there's no fucking chaperones there. But You're I such digress. A I digress. <laughs> My issue with that scene is, as the wife and the uh, the Reverend are sitting there about to, or as he's kissing her cheek, because he won't even kiss her on the mouth. He was Jerry, close. He got close. I don't think they've ever kissed. <laughs> and Jerry's like, but they have kids. That doesn't mean they kiss. That's a good point. Fair they point. They just. Real quick, and in and out, and then through a hole in the sheet. Yeah, I think there was probably a wall between them. They never had. They probably that was the that was the first time they they ever had any kind of physical touch was right there in that at the end of that scene. But anyways, that's not what I'm trying to get at. What I'm trying to get at is why was Ren's boss 
sitting outside in his truck. Yeah. Yeah, that because was weird. Because they, they had a scene with the reverend and his, and his wife, and mm-hmm. they were like, oh, you've changed your They're car. They're walking up. And yeah, and they were yeah. like, we should go and check it out. And all of a sudden, hey, reverend. And you're like, what the fuck? And this guy's just in the dark, just like, good thing that you changed your mind. Blah, blah, blah. You, you've done a good thing here. Yeah, and I was like, wait, were you just sitting there, like, waiting for them? Or were you waiting for, like, or did you just happen to drive up at that particular time, mm. at that particular moment, and just happened upon the Reverend and and, mm. and by? I get that it was his, it was his warehouse, and maybe he was the chaperone on the outside. Uh, but that was fucking creepy. It's sus, very, it's sus. very. He was just out there like, mm, "Are you leaving? Because I'm gonna get the fucking right now." Oh God! Oh my God! That was a fucking weird ass scene. And then finally, my last note here is, I've always loved that coordinated dance scene that all these movies seem to have. Oh, like, yeah. High School Musical, I kind of understand. Oh, yeah. But, like, whenever there's, like, some sort of, like, dance at any point, like, they, the, the group just busts out into, like, this coordinated dance that they've they, never shown any interest in or any practice of in. in right, no rehearsal. No rehearsal. They just, nah. bam, they, they just do it. I look, they did it in Greece. Like, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, what the fuck? When... When in like in the in the in the trying to make a baby and then fixing the car and then whatever else what they were doing, when did they have time to like all of a sudden everyone's like booping and bopping and doing the thingy all together? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I by booping like, and bopping, I don't mean sex. Like making the baby and fixing the car. I'm like, what are you talking about? You were still talking about Greece. I yeah, just got that. Greece. You you said Greece. Yeah, I, was I know. Greece. I brought it up and I didn't get the references. <sighs> That's another thing I had about this movie. My damn co-host <laughs> sucks. Can't say I blame you. That's a nice thing you did there, you Reverend. Good, you done a good thing here, Reverend. Uh, anyways. And then now we got all these kids in there just dancing their asses off. Fucking making babies. No one's watching. Doing them drugs. <sighs> anyway. Oh, my God. Yeah. Up until that point, the movie was good. And then I was just like, shut up. I mean, creepy look, ass old man. Creepy ass old man. But the uh, the the choreographed dances. It happens yeah. in every movie. Like, when when did you when did you all of a sudden like okay you're gonna be standing here you're gonna be standing there and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do and then you twirl and then you dip and and then jazz hands. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, oh man, I love me a good choreographed synchronized dancing. Look, I'm not saying that it's horrible. What I'm asking it's is... It's unrealistic. When the fuck <laughs> do, did they have time to sit and practice this dance? Because it doesn't happen spontaneously. I'm sorry. I'm sure it's in the deleted scenes <clears throat> of Footloose uh, on the DVD. On the director's cut? The director's cut. The director's Release the director's cut of Footloose. <laughs> we need to see the rehearsals of the choreographed dance scene. Heck, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even hate it if they had like a rehearsal montage. But then see, that kind of tips your hand as to the ending of the movie, right? No, but like Because you're so sure that this dance is gonna happen that we're gonna choreograph a dance. Do it do like a like an end credit scene, like a mid credit scene. Like as a as the as the credits are rolling, like you show like Ah like okay. oh this is what it, oh that's how they did it. They were like secretly doing it behind While the While the Reverend was over here talking to the wife, yeah, the kids were out the in the cornfields doing their see? Oh, man. People just oh, don't get it. I know. All right. And that's it. That's all I have. Yay. Good I got, job. Rick. I got a little passionate there at oh, the man, end, but I'm, that, sorry. I'm sorry. I think we got passionate about a lot of things during, that, did. during that recording. 
So good job. Um, so I guess we're going to move on to our plugs now. Ricky, do you have any plugs? I have none plugs. None plugs? But oh. I would like to mention that although you've been hearing barks and whines and shuffling and scuffling throughout the podcast. And maybe some fart noises that were just a doggy toy noises. that sounds like <laughs> that fart noises. weren't actually fart noises. Is that I would like to plug my dog, which I just got recently Aww. about maybe two weeks ago. A German Shepherd. She's so cute. She's so pretty. I'm, I'll probably post pictures of her so you all can see her. She's a, yes, please. She's a German, German Shepherd, like I said, and her name is Phoebe. And yes, it's a, it's a reference to France because France is my, one of my all-time favorite shows. I need you to say what her name was at first. Okay, so originally her name was Amy. <laughs> Which was, I was like, that's how I was introduced to her. Yeah. Oh, we got Amy. I'm like, oh, great, Amy. And then all of a sudden Ricky's like, oh, Phoebe such and such. And got her shots. And I'm like, who the fuck is Phoebe? She was our second German Shepherd that we got. <laughs> Jesus. Got rid so, of Amy, brought in Phoebe. So we, we, were, we were bending about a bunch of names. Amy was the one that kind of stuck out in our minds. And so we thought, oh, Where did Amy. it come from? Someone just mentioned it. Okay. Someone, like, I forget, someone in someone, someone's text or something said Amy. And so we're like, oh, Amy sounds good. And by the way, not spelled A-M-Y, sir. How did you spell Amy? A-I-M-E-E. Bullshit. Amy. <laughs> That's not bullshit. That's my child, and she's special, and she's going to be different from all the other dogs. <laughs> Sir. Sounds like she's going to be French with that. Amy. <laughs> my name is Amy. That's French. And then uh, Katie. Katie, Katie of the Katie, Katie Chase? Katie, Katie Riggs? Of, Katie of the Katie and Riggs family? Yes. The, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Katie. I said Chase. <laughs> I'm stuck in the past. I apologize. Such a horrible friend. Anyway, she mentioned. She's not going to listen to this anyway. She mentioned Ami, like Ami Sushi. Ah, yes. And so then it was like Amy, Ami. We were kind of like, eh. <gasps> Imagine if you had named her Oishi. Oishi! Oishi. I didn't even think about that. Damn it. That would have been a good name. Yeah. Oishi. But that's too many syllables according to Teresa. Oh. She thinks it should be only two. Two syllables yeah. most. Okay. All right. All right. So, but I digress. So we sat there and we're like, we, again, Started with the with the with the list of names, and I think my sister <laughs> list of names is that was horrible. Just like a baby. My Go God, on. your sister. So I think Norma was like, she said, "Hey, what about like blank blank Phoebe blank blank blank?" And I'm like, Phoebe, 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 and I was like, Phoebe. And then Teresa's like, "Oh, I like Phoebe." And then the girls were like, "Oh, we like Phoebe too." So then we're like, Screw "I mean, it. It sounds sounds like it was unanimous." Yeah. At yeah. that point, it was like, "Okay, so her name is Phoebe," and I think. Either you or someone else mentioned that she responded well to it. How could yes. you tell? Well, because when we said when we said Amy, she I think one the reason why we called her Amy is because we said Amy one time and she turned and we're like, oh, that's the name. But then afterwards she wouldn't respond to it. But then when we did Phoebe, she would turn and she would like, huh? And then she was like, Phoebe, and then huh? So it was like, okay, so it's gonna so be it really name. grabbed her attention. Yeah. Interesting. So it's Interesting. really more she picked the name than we did pick the name. Well, I was so annoyed at all these different name changes that I came in calling her Phoebe Amy. <laughs> Horrible. You're a horrible deal. And yet, she loved me right off the bat. She does love now. She's a she's a she's a great pup. Uh, a little a little stubborn, a little ornery. <laughs> she's, but she's still a puppy. She's still learning, and she still needs some training. But uh, she's gorgeous as fuck. God, she's a beautiful dog, and she's yeah. uh, the little floppy ear and the look, the puppy dog eyes. It's just it just 
It kills me every single fucking time. <laughs> and the thing is, like, you know, she, she'll come up and she'll be playing and she'll nip and I tell her, no, no biting. And then she just stops and looks at me and I'm like, oh, but you're so cute. I just forgive everything she's done up to that point. You are the worst ever, Jerry. You're not supposed to be, you're supposed to be strong and be firm I in your resolve. I can't. I know anyway. sometimes, sometimes I can't either. I, I know you can't. I know you. You're a goddamn teddy bear and you just melt. <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's a great plug. Phoebe. So get yourselves a dog, everyone. They're, uh, they're good for the soul. Or a cat. Or a cat. I love cats. Or whatever animal. You know, whatever makes you feel good. And if you can, rescue. But, you know, whatever. I, I, I honestly, and I, I do feel bad because I did, I wanted to do a rescue yeah. and not just buy from some breeder. But my sister, being the jerk that she is, oh. sent me a picture of what was to become Phoebe. Yeah. And I was just like, <gasps> she's a beautiful must have her. I mean, it's hard to resist a picture, yeah. especially looking at it like she does. Yeah. So, yeah, great job. Um, my plug, uh, to go along with what I was talking about at the beginning in our intro, um, get the vaccine, people. Now, look, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, if you can get yourselves an AstraZeneca, I, I don't know how, because it's not available here, but if you can, look, we might have some listeners out in Europe. Who knows? Um, just get yourselves vaccinated. Like, I... After my experience, like I was telling Ricky, I was confident in the vaccine before. I'm a true believer now. Um, and I really, truly think this is how we're going to uh, defeat this thing. And, you know, and, and the sooner we can get the numbers we need of people fully vaccinated, the sooner this will all be over and we'll actually, we'll actually be able to get back to our life, at least, you know, a semblance of life as normal as it was before in the before times, as Ricky likes to say. Um, but, you know, we got a taste of it this spring, and I feel like we were so fucking close to getting back to things like, you know, kind of like normal. And then, you know, because of the, all these unvaccinated people, we're getting all these variants, and it's fucking everything up. And here's the thing, guys. Honestly, the media and social media make a big deal out of breakthrough cases. The fact of the matter is, I knew from the very beginning, even after getting my, my vaccination, that getting infected was a possibility. From what I had read about the vaccination, it was not a foolproof thing. It was not going to prevent you from getting sick. It was going to lessen the severity of the illness. And no vaccine is 100%. So. And no vaccine is 100%, exactly. But the fact of the matter is that the numbers bear out that, A, it is preventing a lot of people from getting sick, and B, it's preventing a lot of people from having to go to the fucking hospital and getting hooked up to respirators and dying. Like, it, I think, look, I, I had sniffles. And a bit of a cough, some, a few nights of like a feverish kind of feeling. And that was it. After about a week, I was good. And both my tests that I took after I was sick came back negative after the you know, allotted amount of time that's recommended. Got two tests done. They both came back negative. And I've had people tell me, really? I thought you, you could test positive even like three months after or whatever it was, like a certain amount of time after you were infected. Guess what? That didn't happen with me. So... Again, we all know how un, um, unpredictable this virus can be, especially now that we've got, we've got to take variants into consideration. But the more people we have vaccinated, it, it's, it's going to reduce the chances of outbreaks such as the one we're seeing now. And look, that's it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just so tired of this whole thing. To piggyback a little bit off of what Jerry said uh, about staying out of the hospitals, like if you do get vaccinated... You, again, your symptoms wouldn't, won't be as severe. You won't go to the hospital. And guess what? There's people that need to go to the hospital that don't have 
or don't need to go because of COVID. Yeah. You got heart attacks, you have kidney failures, you got all sorts of diseases and stuff that, that people are going through that they need beds too. It's not just COVID people. Like yeah. I'm sorry, like if you didn't take the if you don't if you didn't take the vaccine and you didn't take care of yourself, you didn't you didn't quarantine and you got the the vaccine, uh, you got the the virus, COVID. Like tough shit, tough it out at home. I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot I of really people are sorry. feeling that way. Yeah, I really am sorry. Stay home. The empathy and the sympathy is really running thin. It's it, it's, it's running out. If you didn't, if you don't believe in the vaccine and don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. But guess what? In the end, when you do get sick and you are dying in in your bed, stay in your fucking bed. Yeah. Don't go to the hospitals. You don't deserve to go to the hospitals. There are people that have diseases that are far worse than what you have, as far as this COVID thing, that deserve to be in the hospital. I've heard of people being kicked out because they were they were they needed a uh, they had a heart a heart attack and they couldn't stay in the hospital because they they needed the beds for covid patients Jeez. like really yeah like there's nothing should make at this point if you're not vaccinated or you're refusing to get vaccinated that's that's on you mm-hmm. that's your own fault and yeah. if you are feeling sick stay home and deal with it at home at home don't go to the hospitals don't fuck up our our hospital systems because you feel sick now all of a sudden now you want sympathy fuck that i'm sorry <laughs> i have none i, I wish, have none sympathy for you i wish that were the case but i mean honestly i get it yeah no no it. the thing is dude people even if they do get sick with it and are unvaccinated they're going to be selfish about it and they're going to just I know. they're going to just going to go to the hospital and unfortunately our hospitals are not the type well our hospitals are you know not, they're, they they do not refuse anyone right? i get it it's get it's it. tough and it's tough but here's the thing, like still bullshit. No, for real. People who are suffering from cancer and need treatments for that. People who are, I I read a story. Someone told a, a firsthand story on Twitter about how um, a friend of theirs needed a hip replacement, and they were sent home without getting the hip replacement because it was, it, it the hospital deemed it elective because it wasn't like if the, if the person didn't get it, it wasn't. Life fatal. It wasn't life-threatening. Meanwhile, this person had to go home and suffer in intense pain for months before they could get the hip replacement, all because their wards are full of COVID patients. Yeah. And on the flip side, look at Vermont, people. Look at fucking Vermont. Google that shit. Vermont is doing fucking great because they've reached the, the percentages of what the herd, was it herd immunity? To a certain extent, herd immunity. But more importantly, they've reached the percentages recommended in order to reach that herd immunity. They're up into like the 70s in some parts of the state, even up to the 80s. And in, I, th- what's, I forget what the capital of Vermont is, but they say like in their downtown of, that, of the capital, restaurants are fully open. People are, are out and about going to like dance lessons and dance clubs and stuff, fully unmasked, no worries. And... You look at their hospitals and their COVID um, wards, their COVID sections, empty. Beds, empty. Because they, they've reached the point where they can be living their lives again. Yeah. And it's like, how much more proof do you need? You know? it's, and the sad thing is that it doesn't matter how much we talk about it. And it doesn't matter. Like, anyone who's made up their mind that they're not going to get it. They're not going to get it. They're not going to get it. And there's no changing their mind because nah. they think that everything to the contrary is false. Yeah. And it's fake news and whatever. It's exaggerated, made up. Guys, hopefully, if you're one of these people that are just on the fence about it and you're unsure about the after effects and all that, please just get it. And, and it's, it's, it's for your own good and it's for everyone's Or good. do the research yourself. Don't listen to what Facebook says. Facebook says. Don't listen to what Instagram says. Don't listen to what we say. 
go on the internet. You can Google the the papers and Reputable all the information. Yeah, all the information's Reputable out there. Read it. And if at that point, if you still are undecided, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, yeah. Look, the CDC and the WHO, World Health Organization, they're not out to get you. Yeah, trust me. They're here to help us, and they're giving us the good information. And again. First-hand experience, guys, I didn't have to go to the hospital. I didn't even have to see a doctor. That's how great it was. I mean, not great. I, I, it wasn't a walk in the park. But, it, hey, again, I didn't have to it go to the hospital. far less than what some people are going through. Exactly. Exactly. And, but anyways. You know, yeah, all that, you know, the long-haul symptoms and all that stuff, the, the after effects of, that, of the infections, I don't have any of that. I, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm good. And it, I think it's, I believe, I truly believe it's all due to the vaccine. So, hey, that's it. That was our rant for the day. That's our soapbox. Anything else? You're still hosting. Sorry, no. All right. Jerry just <laughs> sat back and started drinking his drink like, I'm done. Woo -woo. Mic drop, baby. No, that's it. So uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. This was a really fun episode. Thanks, yes, Ricky. I liked it. Yeah. I'm glad you I like when we switch time. it up. Yes. Less work for me. <laughs> that's true. It is. Um, and actually, you know, I, I did enjoy looking up the facts and stuff like that and, and uh, preparing the notes. Um, so thanks for having us here and thanks for listening, everyone. And until next time, put it on the list. And stay moist. Mr. Jerry, hello, are you there? Can you hear me? Hello, hello, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? It's a little unfortunate that that, that toy sounds like it's a farting. Right? That's why, exactly, that's exactly why I got it. <laughs> Figures. All right, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready too. I bring it back, right? Well, yeah, you're the one that's All right. hosting. Not so easy, is it? <laughs> is it, Jerry? Had a, a bit of a lapse there, okay. All right. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's... all right, Phoebe, we know you loved it too. Um...